Good to have you. Bill Michaels Show. Final hour of the program. 877-867-1670. You want to hit us up? Do it. You're looking for a, a terrific Christmas experience. Get a hold of our friends at the ICHC, the Irish Cultural Heritage Center, ICHC.net, ICHC.net. They do a lot of great things in the community, but for 2023, if you're looking for a wedding venue, if you're looking for a meeting complex, if you're looking for anything down there, get a hold of our buddy Corey Webster. Uh, Go to ICHC.net. That's ICHC.net. They just had a really good weekend with Reverie Road and Christmas O'Carolyn down there. And if that doesn't get you to move for Christmas, I don't know what will. But just a beautiful, beautiful experience they had on Sunday. So uh, if you didn't get a chance to go to it, that's okay. They're going to have more events coming up. But uh, if you're looking for uh, a place to hold a small gathering for New Year's, if you're looking for a place to go for a wedding, like I said, wedding rehearsals and things like that, it's a terrific, terrific place. Check it out. That's ICHC.net. That's ICHC.net. And Corey is the best. He just All he wants to do is just you know make the place survive uh, because they've been around a long, long time. It's a nonprofit, so they just uh, they just love helping people out. Right there on Wisconsin Avenue in Milwaukee. By the way, Ben, we were talking about a freighter, and you said, what the hell is a freighter? Uh, a freighter ship uh, is basically one of those big cargo ships. That's what it is. Yes, yes. They can take I, anything from the, the, the giant, you know, railroad cars all the way just to, you know, ore and salt and whatever else is floating around up there. I know it as a cargo ship. Okay. And I misspelled freighter. <laughs> I knew what you meant. I, I clearly did. Out. Yeah, I wasn't going to point that out. But, yeah, it was uh, freighter ships are just big cargo ships of some type. Some of them have, um, you know, like uh, like the, the like the Edmund Fitzgerald had, it had a great big belly, you know, like a Great Lakes cargo ship. You know, it's where they have the hatches, and in them they dump, you know, everything from coal to salt to different ore, whatever, or they put, you know, cargo down in those holds. Or it's a freighter ship that has the uh, like the the stacked carrier, so to speak, of uh, of those railroad cars. But yeah, that's it. That's what the, those big freighter ships are and such. So that's why uh, we had you know uh, we were talking about it. For those that are just tuning us in, we were talking about some of these freighter ships, and they're all on uh, you know Lake Lake Michigan, Lake Superior, and such. But there's some ships that are up on Lake Superior right now that they're kind of racing against time because they're expecting huge with this wind, huge waves, 30 foot waves that are coming. So, and I think there's actually an app uh, and I don't know it. I, somebody had uh, posted it on Facebook, but there's an app that you can actually, um, you can, uh, you, you can go on the app and you can follow the ships that are out there. It's like a radar for, for ship traffic. It's kind of like an air traffic app but it's for ships on the great lakes and i don't know what the app is i couldn't tell you if somebody could tell me that'd be great but uh yeah it's actually an app that finds out where these ships are on the great lakes and you can follow these ships and such and where they go into port and everything so there's an app for that but anyway i i, I think you know i guess if you got your favorite ship or something like that yeah you could probably do something like that you could probably probably find that out but they do you do have, have a an app favorite lake superior michigan uh, no, you know, well, if you're going to go fishing, you go to Lake Erie. You can go out into Lake Michigan. You can go, you know, fish pretty deep down and, you know, and catch brown trout and salmon and all that kind of stuff. But if you want to do 
like walleye fishing, you go to Lake Erie. That's where you go. I mean, I've been on uh, numerous not these uh, days. outings. Not not now, no. But uh, hell no. not Because that lake's not that deep. Lake Erie is not that deep. It's not like Lake Michigan and Superior and such. Well, no, because people disgraced the uh, art of walleye. Well, yeah, yeah, the walleye tournament up there, right? <laughs> Where they started stuffing them with weights. No, but if you're going to go fishing for, like, walleye, you go to Lake Erie. If you're going to fish for the browns and you're going to go fish for, for salmon and such, you're probably going to come to Lake Michigan, Lake Superior, um, so into that area. But, uh, but yeah, it's – and, you know, Lake Michigan, Lake Superior, so they, they stay cold. Lake Erie will actually get warm, which is the reason some of the, the more freshwater lake fish will go into uh, that area because the water does warm up and gets measurably more warm. But it also is a choppier lake, and it gets rough fast. You know, like you and I've been on Lake Michigan where I've had a beautiful day. I've taken the boat. I've gone up like to Concordia University or something, and where it's if, for those that don't know, there are some areas of Lake Michigan that are just stunning. Uh, if you take if you come out of the uh, McKinley, uh, which is the port right down there by Milwaukee, if you come out of McKinley and you go north and you go up towards Concordia or a little bit further north, you can see 20, 30 feet down. It's beautiful. It's like being in the Caribbean. It's just cold. You can't jump in the water because it's cold. Uh, but it's beautiful water. But we took the boat up there, not this past year, but the year before, and it was a great day. You had the cooler, had some had some food, and Kristen and I just cruised. We just you know kind of set it at about 5, maybe 10 miles an hour and just edged the shoreline all the way up. And it got a little breezy, and then we turned around, and we looked south, and the breeze was coming out of the south, and facing us coming back was nothing but whitecaps. Three, six-feet swells, and anything over three-and-a-half, four feet, maybe five, it's it's not enjoyable on a 22-foot boat. And it took us it took us maybe an hour to get north, but it took us almost two-and-a-half, three hours to get back. It was and she's over there kind of freaking out. I'm like, nah, I got this. Don't worry about it. We're good. But the whole time I'm thinking to myself, holy crap. This is this is uh, not not good. So, anyway. I completely digress. All right. Time to get into our picks. Let's get into some NFL picks, shall we? No, you lead All it right. off. You're the man. Okay. Let me do this. Um, I... The, the first game I want to get into is the first game that we look at on Saturday. And that's the Bears at home. Buffalo coming into town. Um, this is a 40-and-a-half point over and under. It's going to be frigid temperatures. They say a high of 11 during the day, but it's going to feel like negative 15 for a majority of the day. Um, both teams very accustomed to it, but the, the Bears just aren't a good football team. I don't think it's going to be a high-scoring affair. I'm going to take the Bills to win. But I think the Bears are going to cover. It's going to be more of a running quarterback kind of day. And Justin Fields, I think uh, that is the day in which he begins to run. They got uh, their other running back back. Uh, Montgomery is looking also to he's been running the ball pretty well as of late. I think they've got a decent one-two punch in the run game. The Bears aren't going to win it, but I think the Bears cover. It's an eight-point spread. I'll take the Bears and the eight points to cover. Good pick. As I wave my pencil like Lee Corso. I am. <laughs> I thought you were going to hold it up and go, not so fast. Oh, don't. Don't talk crap on my guy. The legend. He's old. I, I love Lee know, Corso. But... I love Lee Corso. But he probably should have retired about three years ago. I always think back to the day that there was a kid on the 
podium and they were picking Harvard Yale and the kid picked Harvard and Corso goes, shut up, midget. <laughs> oh my God. It's the greatest moment in television history. I forgot about that. Well, who was it that went on the F-bomb tirade? Oh, it was it, 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 it was Corso, wasn't it? Yeah, it was Corso. He was going to fire the Oklahoma cannon, and he goes, ah, right. F it. <laughs> and and yeah. the look on Herb Street's face was Herb so Street good. Herb Street about passed out. Yeah, it was awesome. Um, but that said, speaking of, I, I can't tie it in. I'm taking the Jaguars plus two and a half. The line, oh. the line is climbing, Bill. It was one and a half last night when we spoke. It, it, is it was now, one and a half this morning. Yeah, it is now two and a half. Probably will get to three-ish, three and a half by game time. So if you're going to bet it, wait, because we're doing this now, I'm taking the Jaguars plus two and a half to win outright. Uh, definitely wow. cover in the process. Doug Peterson's got it going. He got cheesesteaks from the Eagles staff this week. You got to think there's motivation there. Zach Wilson mm. is starting. I know the Jets defense is good, but I don't know. I, I just feel it with the Jaguars. All right. I got you. I like it. Uh, you've got to the Texans on the road. They are in Tennessee. Tennessee favored by just three in this contest. I'll pull the course of not so fast. <laughs> I got Tennessee running on all over a bad run-stuffing Texans defense. Uh, I'm going to take Tennessee, given the points at home. I think they win by seven or more. The Titans, who are looking to try to kind of solidify themselves into the postseason, Derrick Henry, 1,303 yards in the season, 12 touchdowns so far. I think he adds to that. Tannehill's got to be a little bit better, but he's closing in on 2,600 yards uh, through the air. I think Tannehill and the Titans, along with Derrick Henry on the ground, they get a big thing going, and uh, the Titans win by seven or more. Tannehill's out. Tannehill is out for this game? It's looking like he's going to miss the season Yeah, if you want to change it. Okay. No, I'm not going to because I think they're going to run the ball because it's going to be a cold-weather game. It's only going to be 17 degrees there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, by the yeah. way, I, I I found the clip. Go Bulldogs. Yeah, Bulldogs. Oh, wow. Not so fast, midget. Not so fast. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. It's so good. I love it. It's so good. That's uh, awesome. Uh, what do I have next? Oh, 49ers commanders. Uh, great video, by the way, of a commander special teamer making the Pro Bowl. Guy that had been oh, on oh, practice Ron Rivera squads. telling him? Yeah. yeah, for years, burst into tears. Urge everyone to find that video. Mm-hmm. Commanders are a great story on the field under Rivera, given all the disaster happening upstairs. But I, I think the Niners win this game going away. Uh, they have been so impressive defensively. Purdy does enough. I just like, to beat them, you need an offense to somehow challenge their defense. And I don't think Taylor Heineke has that. So I'll take the Niners... The total's only 37 and a half, so this could be a terrible pick, but I'll take the Niners minus seven. Craptastic game on Sunday afternoon. Craptastic. I mean, like, it's a yawner. Who cares? It sucks. But for the betters, you got to love it. The Rams at home are getting two and a half. The Rams are four and ten. The Broncos are four and ten. Here's the one side note. The Broncos are one and six on the road this year. Russell Wilson has still not thrown the bathroom to the bathroom clause yet. He's still sitting on 11 touchdowns. Remember, he has 12 bathrooms in his home. He's got 11 touchdowns. There's a betting line of will he even reach 12 touchdowns by the end of the season to equal the amount of bathrooms that are in his home. He is still under the toilet. That, they, that's pretty much just a good statement right there. I'm going to take Baker Mayfield getting a little juice at home 
he knocks off the Denver Broncos at SoFi, and I'm going to take uh, the Rams getting the points. That is a disgusting, disgusting pick. Uh, to round it out, I will take the Pittsburgh Steelers minus two and a half at home on Saturday night football on the NFL Network. With the news um, this week of Who are you Franco, taking on Saturday night? Who you got? Who you the got? Steelers. Steelers at home? Yeah. Steelers at home? Minus two and a half. Franco Harris passes away. They were going to honor him. Uh, really sad news. You got to think there's going to be energy there with the team, with the organization. That's really my only thought process for this game. So I'll, I'll take the Steelers. The only thing about that is there's there's so much sadness in the organization and the via the fan base, but the the majority, if not all of those guys, weren't alive or don't remember or don't really know unless you're a historian, Franco Harris. The players don't care. All they know is that the energy has just been zapped out of the stadium. And when stuff like that happens, it it's man, it's it's tough. It's yeah. tough to get up. I, I've seen it happen. I you know, ah. Uh, I I, I want to say just because of the weather, it's going to be really cold on Saturday night uh, down there. Really cold. And they're talking about the possibility of snow showers and such in Pittsburgh uh, on Saturday night as well. I, I, I know Pittsburgh's given two and a half. I would almost have to take the Raiders outright to win it only for the – now, the one thing I will say is it's cold and the Raiders are a, for all intents and purposes, a warm weather team because they play indoors and they play in a, a better climate in Vegas. But it, that that energy uh, gets zapped out of a team, a team in which they didn't know this guy. So they're not like playing for Franco Harris or anything. They didn't know him. So it would be tough. That's one. I stayed away from that game because of that. I've thought about it, but I stayed away from that game because of that. I think you're right. But I will say, in college football, I don't have numbers to back this up. But there's something to be said about when a team's mascot dies, like the Georgia Bulldog, like the mm-hmm. the animal mascot. When that mascot right. passes away, they always win the next week. Well, that's college, and that's their mascot. I know. I, I'm just I'm okay. finding something where there's nothing. <laughs> yes, you are. Admittedly. Okay. Oh, there you have it. That is our picks uh, with or without the spread. So there you have it. Good stuff. Uh, and we'll let you know uh, come Monday. Uh, not so do. fast, midget. <laughs> that is awesome. That is awesome. 877-867-1670. Uh, terrific company right here in our own backyard. It is called Pindell. B-I-N-D-E-L. If you're looking to work with a quality manufacturing company or machining company, if uh, whether it's as an employee or you're, you're a company in the within the sound of my voice and you're sitting there going, man, coming up in 2023, we got to do this, this, and this, and we need machine parts. Great place to go to. That is Pindell. Go to Pindell, P-I-N-D-E-L.com. That is Pindell.com and see everything. A global machining and manufacturing company right here in the state of Wisconsin. New Berlin, Wisconsin, to be exact. We've got more right after this. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Still, still, if you, if you got a hold of them today, chances are they could get it to you by Saturday. 
If not, it's probably going to end up there on Monday. But they have those gift boxes uh, for for the barbecue sauce, the hot sauce, the rubs. Uh, but you do it right now. Go go to Burn Pit BBQ right now. Pick out what you want. Call them. Say, hey guys, Ben, uh, you know, got to get this, and they'll get it out to you right away. And hopefully, they can get it there in time, even with the weird weather. But uh, if you're in the state of Wisconsin and you've got a barbecue lover in your life, and this is not a bad deal for the last minute gift idea. Go to burnpitbbq.com. That is burnpitbbq.com, and uh, they'll do everything they can to get it to you on time. Trust me, they will. Good guys, good guys. Um, ben, does Tua belong in the Pro Bowl? Oh, yes. I love this conversation. There's, I, I am obsessed with debating about the game that everybody actively hates. Um, I would say he does, for the record. Okay, my question is, first of all, the Pro Bowl has changed, so who cares? Uh, the only thing that means anything to the players is that if they get voted to a Pro Bowl, there's usually a monetary aspect to this. Um, it, so it's a, it's an honor. Right. But Tua, the only player in the NFL to receive more than 300,000 votes for the Pro Bowl, did not crack the roster of the AFC. Because remember, it's the fan votes, players' votes, coaches' votes. So he won the fan vote, but the players and coaches picked Josh Allen, Joe Burrow, and Patrick Mahomes. So Tua did not make it because the coaches and the players did not vote for him. The good news is he's an alternate, which means if, you know, Allen, Burrow, or Mahomes end up at the Super Bowl, Tua's going to get the first option to take their place. So there's a chance that he could end up at the Pro Bowl anyway. But um, his completion percentage is 64 Point eight, three thousand two hundred thirty-eight yards, twenty-four touchdowns, only five picks. Uh, there's going to be eighty-eight players in Vegas for this year's Pro Bowl. The AFC and the NFC rosters decided with the input from fans, the players, coaches, all that kind of stuff. And uh, and he did not make it. He did not make it. Only two teams, by the way, got shut out. Thirty teams that had at least one Pro Bowl player, which means there were two teams that had zero. The Bears, the Bears, and the Jaguars. Justin Fields would have probably been the biggest, best vote there, but he lost out to Kirk Cousins, Jalen Hurts, and Geno Smith, who made the roster as the three NFC starting quarterbacks. Kurt, let me say that again. Kirk Cousins, Jalen Hurts, and Geno Smith on the NFC side. So you got to think about that for a minute. You're like, whoa, wait a minute. When you talk about the NFC, hold on now. Who would be better in the NFC? You know? Jalen Hurts certainly belongs there. I thought he would have been first. But Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins gets the nod. Then Jalen Hurts. By the way, no Dak Prescott. No Tom Brady. No Aaron Rodgers. No Kyler Murray. No Matthew Stafford. All those guys, nothing, nada, nada. You know who else? Um, and now Geno Smith certainly deserving. We've talked about Geno Smith, but Geno Smith as of late, they have not uh, performed very well. They're sitting at seven and seven. Geno Smith getting it because of the sentimentality of the comeback player. I mean, he, he comes out of nowhere. They get rid of uh, Russell Wilson out in Seattle. So they talk to you later. The next thing you know, bam. He, uh, Geno Smith takes over, and, and they're off and running. 
Uh, but they've lost two straight now. They're sitting at 500. No Jared Goff. I thought Jared Goff at 7-7 seven and seven might get in. They've won three straight. As a matter of fact, an alliance have played extremely well down the stretch. They've won six of their last seven. Now, don't get me wrong, they had a five-game losing streak, but they've won six of their last seven. They're one of the hotter teams in football. Jared Goff, nada. Nada at all. But uh, but there you go. That's your, uh, that's your Pro Bowl quarterbacks. The Eagles, by the way, have the most Pro Bowlers. Not surprising to anybody. And uh, you look at a guy like uh, Tua did not get in, but Tariq Hill did. That's his seventh consecutive. Um, How about Jair Alexander making it? Yeah. I was a bit surprised by that. Uh, a little bit. But when you talk about the coaches and the players, they're the ones voting as well. Uh, the Jets' Sauce Gardner uh, gets in, too. And Tariq Woolen going to join Ronnie Lott to the 49ers and Everson Walls of the Cowboys, who both played in Pro Bowl games, uh, Pro Bowls following 1981. But uh, the two rookie corners, Sauce Gardner, Tariq Woolen, both those guys getting in. Kudos to them. There you go. And and we all know that the, the Pro Bowl, as we'd stated earlier, a uh, big change this year. Instead of the standard NFL game, uh, they rebranded the Pro Bowl game. It's going to be a week-long celebration that will include uh, a bunch of different events. And it leads up to the game. The players are going to participate in uh, the skills competition. Uh, and the week in Vegas is going to conclude on February 5th with a flag football game between the AFC and the NFC that's going to be coached by Peyton and Eli Manning. So there you go. That'd be it. But, yeah, the uh, Tua getting the most votes but did not get into the Pro Bowl. And he's had a pretty good season. It's not like he's had a bad season. But I don't think you can go wrong with Josh Allen, Joe Burrow, and Patrick Mahomes. Those guys are almost at this point in time. You could Hell, you could even throw Trevor Lawrence into the mix the way they played here down the stretch, although he's not Pro Bowl worthy yet, but certainly – the way they've been playing, but good God. I mean, those guys are really, for the most part, they're going to be the next faces of, of probably the, the NFL. Once Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers uh, fade away, um, Dak Prescott's probably your most veteran guy, but uh, that, that could still be a face, but he, he just doesn't play like, well, there's Matthew Stafford, of course, depending on if he stays, but, you know, there it is. Eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy, but a lot of uh, a lot of your Philadelphia Eagles, man, you got to be geeked, right? Yeah, there's excitement there for sure. Okay, kind of scared checking. about injury situations, but just checking. Uh oh, we got a we got a snow measurable update here. Just an FYI, with a ruler, not a yardstick. Chris sent me a picture over on Facebook, actually. Of his ruler? Uh, it's a ruler. Two and a quarter inches in Beaver Dam right now. Two and a quarter inches in Beaver Dam. He said, let Ben know I had to go find the ruler. It was in our junk drawer. <laughs> Good I man. Can see him. He's running through the house. I'm listening to Bill's show. I got to, where's the ruler? Damn it. Where's the ruler? Check the junk drawer. Oh, my God. What crap is this? And then he finally finds the ruler in Beaver Dam. They got two and a quarter inches. That's nothing. They made this out to be the biggest storm in the world. 
like it's yeah, it's December. It's cold. Yep. Mm-hmm. I agree. We'll see what happens. I don't ratings, think it's done yet. Ratings on the weather shows probably it's not going to quite good. not done yet, but it's going to happen. Just be careful. Weather's going to kick you right in the crotch before you even know it. There you go. Uh, let's do this. We'll step out. We'll take a quick break. Come back. A couple of segments yet to go. Uh, this is from Jason who says, Tonight's snowstorm calls for a bottle of Tito- Tito's. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Let's do this. We'll break. We'll come back. we got a lot more. Stay tuned. More of the Bill Michael Show is next. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Casino and bingo and all that kind of good stuff back. And if, uh, you know, you're looking for maybe Christmas Eve fun and frivolity, that's a place to go. Might not be a bad stop, you know. Win yourself some extra gauge for Christmas. Not a bad uh, not a bad thought. Or just a place to kind of hang out, keep warm, stay excited. They have uh, the hotel right now. Booking reservations. Go to PaysBig.com. That's PaysBig.com. Potawatomi Hotel Casino. Great place. And they have a lot of different acts coming up. Some free acts, some paid acts. They have uh, the Bodines are coming. I know that uh, down there. They have the Prince Experience that's down there, which is really, really cool. If you haven't seen that, it's worth it. But they have so much going on down there. Potawatomi Hotel Casino, the Northern Lights Theater, and all the different restaurants. And and Bingo is back. So uh, stop into Potawatomi and uh, make sure you tell them we said hi. Anywhere, just walk up to somebody. Bill says hi and see what they say. If they look uh, really stupid as you go, yeah, you're not the right person. We'll talk to you later. Just keep on moving. There you go. <laughs> 877-867-1670, Um Watcher said, not the snow that's dangerous. It's obviously the cold and the wind chills and the blindness that is coming that should worry us. Yeah, you know, I know. I, I get all that. Uh, and as I said yesterday, if it was a heavy, heavy snow and heavy winds and such, that'd be one thing. But uh, three, four inches of snow and a little bit of wind and such. It's, you know, I've been there, done that. I think I drove home actually from a, a Monday night Packers game years ago in worse conditions to where you couldn't even see. And it was really cold. So I'm sure we'll be good. We'll all get through it. We'll all get through it together. And then we'll all be right back here, um, you know, come Monday and we'll tell our experiences. So uh, anyway, um, the, uh, the, you know, Aaron Rodgers uh, was at the podium, and the first thing he talked about is, um, you know, talking about Mike McDaniel and the Dolphins and such, and, and uh, you know, just kind of his thoughts on that team and on that head coach. I don't know Mike at all, but uh, I like his demeanor, and obviously he's from a tree that uh, has had a lot of success in the league, and he's got Tua playing well. Obviously, got a lot of speed on offense, and they've drafted well on defense, and they got a lot of uh, impact players as well. They've you know acquired you know, Chubb obviously through a trade, and and then uh, you know a lot of guys they drafted. Um, the one thing that uh, has been going on, and we talked about this the other day in Green Bay, obviously Keyshawn Nixon, Keyshawn Nixon, has been. A real breath of fresh air in the return game. But Keyshawn Nixon has basically been saying, okay, I told you I could do this. Okay, I told you. Told you I'd be good at it. And I am. There you go. I've proven myself, right? Okay, put me in the slot. No, 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 not, not slot, not, not, not playing the slot, you know, defensively. 
He wants to be a slot receiver. Here's what he had. To, here's what Rogers had to say. I actually haven't heard that. I don't know if he's shying away from me because he knows what answer he's going to get. But we love Keyshawn. And there was another guy that played defense, played slot for us at a really high level for a long time that uh, every now and then campaigned for some offensive plays. He actually did play some offense uh, for his previous team and could really do anything. We're going to let Keyshawn, you know, figure things out a little bit more on defense and teams. And, and then we'll see. You never know. Never know. Maybe in a pinch, maybe if you have some injuries or something like that, maybe that's when he gets his opportunity. So what does Aaron Rodgers like about Keyshawn Nixon and the demeanor he has? Well, he's tough, you know, and and I don't use that uh, characteristic lightly. There's just not the same amount of mentally, physically tough guys, I think, in the league, and he's one of them. You know, he's a guy I wish I could have played a decade with because you can win with guys like that. Smart guys who are mentally and physically tough, who play with an edge, play with an attitude. Um, Rogers did have a few more things to say about Keyshawn Nixon, about how much he likes him and and just about his work ethic. He's a fantastic trash talker, um, but he plays with a confidence. It's not a fake confidence. I think, you know, so many times you see uh, certain players around the league who have kind of a fake confidence where, you know, when it's going good, like a front runner mentality. Uh, Key doesn't have that. You know, he's, he's a bulldog. He's tough all the time. He plays strong. He loves having guys out there who compete like that. So when it comes to Keyshawn Nixon, and we've asked this question, uh, I asked it, and I said it right after the game on Monday night, after watching him for his not his first, his second, but his third time breaking 50 yards on a return, something we haven't seen and I couldn't even tell you when. Uh, but And this is a guy that we've all stated should have been out there sooner. Matt LaFleur was asked about it. So Rogers said, look, I get it. You know, he he should have been out there sooner. But Keyshawn Nixon... The way he did it, he didn't bitch, he didn't moan, he didn't scream. He just kept telling guys and telling coaches and such, I, I want a shot. If, you, if I get an opportunity, just give me a shot. And uh, Roger said, hey, the way he went about it and what he did and the way he did it, went about it all the right way. Where's this guy been all year? Well, he's been right there, right in front of us and, and just waiting for his opportunity. But the great thing about him is he was never bitching about it. He was never, you know, raising a stink. He approached every single day the same way. There's a lot to be said for that. That's the right way to do it. You know, you kind of pay your dues, buy your time, and then when you get an opportunity, make the most of it. Miami's on the horizon. We all know that. Um, if they win, they keep on uh, keep on trucking towards the postseason. If they lose, then uh, kind of you start looking towards the offseason. But uh, Rogers was asked if keeping some of these guys around, some of his buddies, Mercedes Lewis, David Bakhtiari, Randall Cobb, does when he sits down at the end of the season and if the organization says, hey, we're going to keep these guys for you, they're going to stay, they're going to stay here, does that then begin to change or influence his decision as to whether or not he wants to come back or what he wants to do? Well, I think first and foremost, it's going to be my own physical and mental health and, and how I'm feeling about committing to, uh, you know, another year or two, three down the road, uh, that grind. But those relationships are really important to me, and it's more than just those guys. I think there's three or four other guys on offense who have kind of unsettled futures. So I'm sure keeping those guys around would definitely give me something to look forward to. So we just got done talking about to the Miami quarterback, Tua, who got the most fan votes but did not make it on to the AFC's uh, Pro Bowl roster. So Rodgers talks a little bit about what he you know, knows regarding Miami and two of their quarterback. I enjoy the way that he plays. He plays on time. He throws the ball accurately. Does a nice job with his eye control for a young player. He's got obviously good pocket movement and can extend plays. They've, he's, they've had a couple pretty incredible uh, fourth quarter comebacks this year um, where he's been super efficient. You know, he has some, some great weapons, but been impressed with the way he plays. I like the way he handles himself too. So the one thing about this, ever since they ended up getting beat by Philadelphia, 
is they've been able to kind of turn things around a little bit. And, you know, it, it, again, they started scoring points prior to that, and the offense has been clicking and it's been better. But what has kept this team, this this Packers team, uh, what, what's kept their hope? What's kind of kept them in it? What's turned it around? Wins. You know, I think the win against uh, Cowboys was really important for us. We lost five in a row, and many of them not very pretty. So that was kind of our first last stand, and that kind of remind us we actually can win football games now that we lost the next two obviously but winning changes everything Uh, winning does a lot of great things so the other aspect of that Ian mentioned we had lost five in a row and they did and it wasn't it's like he said it wasn't pretty uh there was a lot of bad football there was turnovers there was missed tackles there was bad coverage there was offensive line play that was uh you know suspect all of that so uh, Rogers does though says, Hey, you know, at least this is the reflective side of Aaron Rodgers, where he thinks deeper than a lot of people. Uh, he said, Hey, when, when it came to the losing side, that was when we had to kind of dig a little bit deeper, go deeper into ourselves, deeper into the team, start looking for the answers that weren't there to try to figure out how to get, how to get stronger. There was opportunities this year for us in the uh, humility of losing multiple games where we got to finally clean some things up that need to be cleaned up. And, yeah, we've obviously played a little bit better the last two weeks against bad teams. Um, now we got to play good against uh, three good teams. So that brings us to the do you think you can win out? And if you win out, then you've got to wait, wait as to whether or not the Washington Commanders lose the next two out of three or if Seattle loses coming up this weekend. And if Seattle does, that's one more obstacle out of the way. And if, if the Washington Commanders win, do you have to wait for the Giants to lose three straight? All that kind of stuff. All of that could happen, but will it? And Rogers talks about it. Uh, what is is the most important thing, and what is is that we're still playing a meaningful football game on Christmas and, and got a chance uh, to have a lot of things in front of us. Now, obviously, we'll be watching Saturday, and there's some things need to go our way, but we've got to go to win. And then I said a few weeks ago, we just get one, and we get another one. And things look a little bit different going into this game, and get this one, things look a little bit different going into the next one. The The one thing, and I'll probably talk about this on Sunday night after the game, if indeed the Packers win, is... You know, there's a lot of people that are saying, much like Rob Reichel said, hey, if the Packers win this one, we believe they're going to the postseason. They still have two tough teams after that because you haven't won Jack, and that's the one thing to remember in all of this, that even if they do get a win this coming weekend, it doesn't mean anything until you win out the rest of the season. So uh, even though things will be looking up and there'll be a different excitement and such uh, inside the walls of 1265, something that you can almost smell, taste, feel physically, it'll be a little bit closer. It's still until you... Until you actually win the next two after this, it doesn't uh, doesn't mean anything. So hang in there. Uh, let's do this. We're going to step away, take a quick break, come back for the final segment of this portion of the program brought to you by the Sunset Grill on Pewaukee Lake. And uh, Trevor over there says the snow is a-blowing and flowing, and the ice is freezing, and it's going to be deep and down cold this weekend. So, you know, for uh, many of you ice fishermen, this is kind of it. This is your big deep freeze, and this is the one where you go, okay, now we can finally start going going out on the ice and taking the shanty out there because we are now thrown into the sub-freezing temperatures and sub-zero temperatures. So, uh, But out there on Pewaukee Lake, hey, if you're out there you know, fishing a little bit, want to go get warm, want to go get yourself a beverage or get some food to carry out, take it to the shanty. That's the place to go. That is our friends over there at Sunset Grill on Pewaukee Lake. And they had the trivia and karaoke going on. They always have something happening there and really, really good food and obviously beverages. There you have it. Stay tuned. We got more coming up right after this. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. 
Now, in Green Bay, here's Mike Clemens. The Packers have practice today installing the game plan for their trip to face the Dolphins. Wide receiver Sammy Watkins is now back with the Baltimore Ravens after he was waived by the Packers on Monday. After reviewing the game film, Packers safety Adrian Amos says the key to holding the Rams is just 156 yards total offense was Green Bay's defensive line and the linebackers. I think I think um, our front did, did a great job. They had a great game. Like, um, our front seven, they, they, they controlled it. They weren't able to, to run the ball. You know, a couple plays here and there, but um, you know, when the, you know, when the front you know do that job and, and, and dominate up there, then you know it makes the game you know a lot more fun for the back end. Packers head coach Matt Lafleur. You know, L.A. has had a, a rash of injuries up front, so it was a favorable matchup, I would say, for our guys, and and that's what you got to do. You you got to win when you're expected to win, and I thought for the most part our guys were able to do that. Rasul Douglas intercepted a Baker Mayfield pass, and instead of just running with it, he says he decided to lateral it to Adrian Amos, who nearly fumbled it. When he grabbed me and I kind of twisted me, I seen Smash and Rudy. So I was like, all right, if I could just grip the ball and throw it to the, one of them. To smash it, Rudy? No. <laughs> that, that's, that's what I messed up. That was, that was my first mistake. You know what I'm saying? That was my first mistake right there. And then when I went to, like, go throw it, it slid. But I was already in the process, so as I was going down, I just underhand, and then I, I seen it hit the ground. I was like, damn. It's about to be like the Raiders and the Pages. That's Packers defensive back Rasul Douglas in Green Bay. I'm Mike Clemens on the Bill Michaels Show. to come down starting to come down a little bit heavier there there you go for the uh for those that uh, are wanting to look out of the back of, of the studio window there it is starting to come down it's a great white death starting to get it there you have it hey uh coming up to, to what do we have tomorrow we're going to look at the uh the miami side of things ben correct me if i'm wrong correct tomorrow on the program who's joining us hal habib of the palm hal beach habib. post i awesome. believe He's going to be here, which is good stuff. Um, we are going to obviously uh, talk with Mike Clemens tomorrow as we go into the holiday weekend. Uh, we'll we'll do some uh, we'll do some Christmas gift giving ideas for the last minute shopper. Oh, I've, Christmas I've done that movie. for years. No, we're not doing Die Christmas. Hard, Home Alone, no, Christmas Story, that. Elf. No, can't do that. Oh. but we can talk about some uh, gift ideas. Do that. I'm going to go. Actually, uh, tonight I I was supposed to effort out uh, two days ago, and I didn't get a chance to. So I got to go back. I had ordered some stuff. I got to go pick it up. So I'm going to effort out tonight and uh, try to get a little few things done before I have to get out of here, before the weather completely throws us to the ground. But going to do that coming up tonight. So uh, we got Matt Mitchell tomorrow, Hal Habib tomorrow, Mike Clemens tomorrow. Uh, we've got uh, some last-minute gift idea stuff tomorrow. we got all kinds of stuff happening tomorrow on the program. Looking forward to all of that. Uh, this one is from uh, Amanda who says, uh, wish you and your entire staff. You're, you're like the entire staff, aren't you, Ben? 
Yes, I am okay. staff. That's one. <laughs> the entire staff. A very happy holiday season, and hopefully we're talking about a Packers win on Monday. And I just found out today that we are not here on Monday. So you get us tomorrow, and then obviously during the Green and Gold postgame show, we're going to have it. We're going to be here. But uh, beyond that, nah, baby, nah. Going to take one day. One of the I normally I I work it. I'll go straight through it. But uh, they're telling us we're going to be off. So I'm like, okay, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna fight you on that one. Uh, ben, now you you don't leave. When do you leave? You leave Saturday morning, right? You said no tomorrow night. Tomorrow night. Okay, I wasn't sure. Tomorrow night. Uh, and so far everything's good at the airport. You're not getting uh you're not getting delayed or anything. Nothing yet. We will see. I am I'm petrified, frankly. I'm going through it. I, okay. I'm scared I'm going to be trapped. Not that yeah. being trapped here is bad, but given the circumstances. Right. Yeah. Like, it's like home alone in a way. Right? This weekend's a weird weekend, too, because I'm on cat duty. Um, my, I hate to say it this way, but my second ex-wife, Judy, her and I are still really good friends. Uh, but Judy, uh, she's, she's leaving town. She's uh, going to visit her son um, down in uh, the Carolinas. He is stationed down there. He's in the Army. So she's going there, and so I'm on cat duty on Saturday, Sunday, Monday, doing the cat thing, taking care of the cats. The cats are actually rescues from Bosnia. So they're like, other than her, they get freaked out by anything, so I never see them. I just go over, put the food out, I sit on the couch. If I'm lucky, maybe I'll see like a tail or maybe an ear where they kind of peer around the corner, but they they were their rescues from Bosnia when they had all the bombing and everything over there. So they freak out at anything. I rightfully so. So it's like, you know, I, uh, I just go over and throw the food in there and scoop the poop and call it a day. And that's it. So my cat duty this weekend. So I got nothing going on Christmas cat duty, scoop and poop, a little bit of prime rib, not a bad way to go. So that's, that's the weekend. How many, by the way, speaking of that, how many people you got, uh, you going to your mom and dad's house or you going to somewhere else? Yeah, my parents' place in Philadelphia. Okay. So how many uh, how many people you got coming over? We usually do a big Christmas Eve party with all of the okay. family, friends, a couple of my friends, mostly my parents' friends and family. It, gotcha. it, it could be a good amount of people. We usually have the immediate family, like 15-ish people over. Okay. There you go. Uh, oh, by the way, we had talked about uh, this a while ago. There is a thing called an app called Marine Traffic. If you want to follow the ships out on the Great Lakes, it's called Marine Traffic, and it can pinpoint where uh, you want to go. And uh, John also says, uh, you got the Whistle Pig 10-year. He said, uh, pay a little extra. Go to the 12-year. It's outstanding. Don't pass it up. When I go back out and uh, I'm I'm looking for the next bottle of uh, bourbon, I'll I'll do that. I'll do that. So there you have it. Good stuff today. Back at it again tomorrow. Had a great time. So between now and the next time we speak, uh, stay safe because it is Armageddon. It's the Great White Death. It's coming down in buckets and droves, and it's crazy, and the wind is blowing now. Yeah, there you go. Uh, I might do a, a little little video post or something later on tonight, so look for that. No worries there. But hang in there. Stay safe. We're going to talk at you again tomorrow. And uh, hopefully you and I get a chance to chat going into the weekend feeling really good, full of the spirit, Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, all that kind of stuff. Until we talk tomorrow, have a good one. The Bill Michaels Show Podcast. Listen, rate, subscribe.